0: A couple of adjustments here. Chad, what is
1: Ryan doing? Hi, Pam. Ryan is building a rocket ship so he can visit Mars. But
0: that's just a go-kart with a rocket on the back of it. That won't make it to Mars.
1: That is correct, which is why he also built a ramp. Ready
2: for launch!
0: Um, Ryan? I don't think that's very safe, buddy. We're leaving for the Museum of Science Boston soon. Maybe we should cancel the launch and just start the show? Yeah, we can start. I'm Ryan Willard, and I'm going to Mars. And I'm Pamela Kirkland, and we're actually going to the Museum of Science Boston. It's Thursday, December 21st. This is...
1: The
3: Seven, six, Five, four, three, two, one.
2: I mean I'm not a billionaire so I thought I should just DIY a rocket to Mars
0: yeah I think we should leave that to the rocket scientists you didn't even have a proper spacesuit
2: some people have spacesuits and others have rocket ship pajamas So what is this place?
0: We're at the Museum of Science in Boston, Massachusetts. You've been so excited about going to Mars, and the museum has come up with some pretty amazing exhibits and projects that I think you're going to love.
2: I am hyped! There's been a lot of news about Mars lately from our friends at the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. In October, NASA's 2001 Mars Odyssey orbiter turned 22. Wow! For 22 years, it's been sending back photos of Mars and most recently sent really cool images of Phobos, Mars's little moon. And on December 12th, the Mars rover Perseverance marked its 1,000th day on the red planet. That little robot has lasted so much longer than expected, and it's helping scientists learn a lot about Mars. Oh, look, they have a model of Perseverance here at the museum.
0: And while Mars right now is too close to the sun for us to see it from Earth, it will be visible in the sky again starting in January. But that's why places like this museum are great to visit. We can learn all about the things around us without leaving the Earth. Hold on! I see something!
2: (sighs) You okay, Rai? Where'd you just run off to? They have space ice cream. It's my favorite, and I only ever see it at science museums. (sighs) You want some? Ooh,
0: yes, please. Come on. It's this way to the planetarium.
2: Wait. They have a planetarium? Of
0: course they do. I love planetariums. I wonder if we can get someone to show us around.
2: There. Uh, excuse me. Hi. Are you a planetarium person or a planeteer? Is that the right term?
3: Hi there. Hi, Pam. I'm Danny LeBlanc. I work at the Museum of Science in the Planetarium. Pam, you know the Planeteer? She's the director of immersive theaters and programs at the Museum of Science. It's a really cool job. I want that job. I love my job. I started here as an intern 24 years ago and so i started by presenting shows so i learned how to actually do the presentations so if you come to the planetarium you'll see a presenter like me or any of the planetarium team talking about all kinds of things. We can talk about the night sky and show you constellations and the planets that are visible on any night, or we can talk about space in general and actually give tours of the solar system and take you to different planets that you want to see, and the galaxies and all of the galaxies in the universe. Our system is able to kind of travel in real time through this um, three-dimensional map of the universe. It's very, very cool. So what do you actually do on a day-to-day
2: basis in your job?
3: On a day-to-day basis, so the planetarium every day is really, really different. In the morning, we might have schools that are coming in. So classes with their teachers that are here on field trips, they'll come in and we'll do tours for them of the the night sky and of the the solar system. Um, Then we'll have shows for the public. So we have all kinds of shows happening all day long um, and we're running all kinds of programs. At the same time, we're also developing programs behind the scenes. So Mars, we're here because Ryan really wants to go to Mars. And this was the best idea I could come up with. So right now we have an awesome show uh, about Mars called Destination Mars. um, That's all about the human's journey and desire to go to Mars and to travel to Mars and explore Mars. And so we use actual NASA data to kind of and help people imagine what it might be like to fly across like the canyons of Mars and see the mountains of Mars and the volcanoes there. One of the things that we do um, when we're delivering shows is we usually have a pilot and a presenter. So the pilot is in at the console flying um, and actually navigating at the controls. And again, it's like happening in real time. So we can take people to different planets when, when they want to go see Saturn, we can take them to Saturn. If they want to go see a black hole, we can take them to a black hole. So we can like respond in the moment like that. And then the presenter is up front. And so one thing that's really, really fun is that the presenter and the pilot can kind of banter and talk to the audience and make jokes. And it's a very interactive and very um, communal experience that we really love when we do those live presentations.
2: Can I ever star in one of the films that plays at the planetarium?
3: You have a wonderful voice, and we're always looking for voices and narrators. You know, the voice is a very important role, so perhaps we can find a, a, a job for you to be
2: the voice of the universe. Thank you for saying that. I accept your offer as being the voice of the universe, and I will speak extra loudly like this.
0: It's a very dangerous idea to think of Ryan as the voice of the universe. So
3: um, yes, Ryan and Pamela, come be our guest stars. Why did you guys decide on focusing on Mars for one of the shows? So Mars, of all the planets in the solar system besides Earth, Mars is the one that we've explored the most. Mars is the one that's most, like if we imagine ever traveling to another planet, it's the place that we would want to go. It is, of all the other planets, potentially the most hospitable. And so if we can go and study Mars right now with our robots, but maybe one day with humans, we can actually learn more about what it takes for life to form on any planet. Have you actually been to Mars yourself? I have never been to Mars, only through the magic of the planetarium.
0: I heard there are some really big initiatives that the museum is getting into.
3: Yeah. So one really cool thing that the museum is starting to do um, is to think about the museum not just as a place where people can go visit, but we realize that there's a lot of people who can't get to the Museum of Science. And so we're trying to do and provide experiences that get to people no matter where they are, whether they're in their classrooms or if they're anywhere around the world. Um, So you can come to the museum or you can experience museum content through online channels. And, um, And so, The work that I am starting to lead has to do with the Center for Space Sciences, and the planetarium is just one part of that. Awesome. I
2: very much want to go on this journey and be a pilot and also be the voice of the universe, so thank you for all these job opportunities.
3: (laughs) Wait, hang on. There's my colleague, Katie Sullivan, and she can tell you even more about it. Hey, Katie, meet Pam and Ryan. They're first timers, and I think they want jobs with us.
2: The Museum of Science in Boston has been around for a long time. Let me tell you some fun facts about it. It started as the Boston Society of Natural History in 1830, almost 200 years ago. The museum is located on the Charles River and is in both the city of Boston and the city of Cambridge. So when you are walking across the museum, you walk across the official border. Over 150,000 students come through each year on field trips. That is a lot of visits. Not only is the museum a science museum, it is also an accredited zoo. They have over 100 animals and a really fun live animal show. And we have to check this out. The Hall of Electricity contains the world's largest Van de Graaff generator, which can create lightning bolts. It can generate up to 2 million volts. And lastly, our science-loving show creator, Tracy Leeds Kaplan, loves coming here with her family and loves watching the focal pendulum that shows the rotation of the Earth. Check out the links in our show notes to learn more about the museum and its science podcast, Pulsar.
4: Hi, Pam. Hi, Ryan. Nice to meet you both.
2: Nice to meet you, Katie. How did you get started at the museum?
4: I started way back as an intern running the planetarium's day-to-day operations and presenting live planetarium shows about the universe to the public. After about a year of doing that, a full-time planetarium educator position opened up, so I immediately applied and I've been here ever
2: since. Okay, what is a full-time planetarium educator exactly? Because that sounds awesome.
4: Yeah. Um, Basically, it means that I teach astronomy to all kinds of folks that come through the museum including school groups and the general public. Some days I come in, start up the theater, make sure all the tech is working properly, and then I might present a show to students who are on field trips um, and take them on a tour of the universe. Other days I'm working with other teams across the museum to develop astronomy programming outside of the planetarium, so think places like the exhibit halls, stage presentations, um, online as well. And then sometimes I even get to create some of the visuals that appear in the planetarium. So
0: it is different every day. So you mentioned a lot of school groups come through the museum. What's that like being able to give kids a tour of the space? And has anyone asked you any really silly questions while they've been there?
4: Yeah, so it depends on the age group. Some of the younger students that come in are in awe immediately because of the interesting nature of the space. They kind of already think that they're outside and maybe in space in reality. Um, and then some of the middle schoolers are quite funny. Um, their favorite planet is always Uranus, so we
0: visit it every time. I wonder why.
2: You, you go to Uranus?
0: Let's move on. <laughs> How do you create some of the visuals? I mean, it's you have an entire galaxy to work with.
4: Yeah, so I'm still learning. I'm still very new at it, but there are all kinds of software um, and programs that you can use to animate and edit together to create things that will work on our spherical dome or
0: hemispherical dome. Awesome. Thanks for the insight, Katie and Danny. Ryan, maybe one day you can work it. Ryan? Has anyone seen Ryan? No, but I do see a
4: trail of space ice cream crumbs leading into the planetarium. Maybe we should
0: follow it? Yeah, that feels right.
3: For now though, I'll be calling this red marble something other than Mars.
4: Yep, the ice cream trail leads right into here.
3: I'll call it
2: home. Yes, 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 Please exit on the right side of the theater. Welcome to the Charles Hayden Planetarium.
5: Okay, looks like you've made yourself at home, right?
2: Yeah, I made a new friend in here. This is Alexis.
5: Hi, Pam. I'm Alexis Rappo, the Chief Digital Officer for the Museum of Science.
2: Pamela, she is the Chief Digital Officer, which means she is the highest being of the digital realm here at the Museum of Science. I'm sorry, uh, Alexis, what exactly does a chief digital officer do?
5: Okay, well, I have the coolest job. I just want to say that up front. So what do I do? Well, I would say that every day, is like being an explorer i sort of get to go on these treasure hunts of this world of science and technology so a day could look like this i might start our day diving into the latest digital creations uh, making sure the things we're making are full of interesting science and full of surprises then i might join my team to map out new games new quests maybe we're designing a game where you can create and run your own sustainable farm Maybe we're adding more things and more missions and more spacesuits and more things that I can't tell you about you're just going to have to find in Mission Mars. And then maybe we're crafting a video that takes you on a journey to the stars or interviewing someone who is just the most incredible person in science that we feel like you have to hear them because you're going to be so inspired and you're going to want to do that job. Whatever it is, we're always looking to tell an amazing story, create an amazing experience. And so my job is sort of like being an adventurer. I get to uncover hidden gems of science and I get to share them with the world.
2: Alexis, can you please tell Pamela what you just told me so she knows that I'm not making it up? Sure.
5: All right, Pam, here is the deal. I told Ryan that as a special holiday treat, he could play Roblox right here on the planetarium screen. And that's why I heard a scream earlier. Can we play, can we play, can we play, can we play? And I think you're both really gonna like this version of Roblox. You know what we're doing? We're going to Mars. So at the Museum of Science, our goal is to inspire a love of science in everyone. And we have people that come to the museum every day. We have people who visit us online. And we thought, how can we reach as many people as possible and show them how exciting life in space and life on Mars could be? So we built this game on Roblox, it's called Mission Mars and every day you can come and play and design your rover and test your rover and take it out on the surface of Mars and test all of your hypotheses and then bring it back in and redesign it and to us it's just the most amazing experience to learn science, drive on Mars and experience what it would be like to actually be there. One of the ways you get to do that is you get to step into your Mars survival suit, you get to dress like an astronaut, and you get to design high-tech Mars rovers, and they are designed by you to help you accomplish your missions. While you're out there, you get to collect samples of water, samples of ice, and drive around, test, bring samples back, and really get to experience what it would be like. This sounds
0: like astronaut preparation training. I'm afraid Ryan's going to play this game and
2: think he's now qualified to go to space. Uh, I was already training to go to space. This is just going to
5: accelerate that training. Well, here's Caroline Kokosa, our great project manager, to help guide you on this special mission. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Pam. Ready for this?
2: Yes, I am so ready. I've basically been waiting for this my entire life.
4: We're going to play a game that's going to bring us to Mars as if we were astronauts on missions across the Red Planet.
2: Do I need to wear a seatbelt?
4: You probably should wear a seatbelt if you're on a rocket, but luckily this game starts with us
2: already on the Red Planet. Should I put on my rocket ship pajamas before I start playing? I think that would be great. Uh, What kind of controller will I be using in this scenario?
4: We've got a couple options. Um, You can use a tablet or you can use a computer keyboard.
2: Oh, interesting. So I can use my tablet or like... My device, can I use a phone?
4: Definitely, phones are encouraged.
2: Excellent, last but most serious question, am I allowed to eat space ice cream during these missions?
4: I think we can make that
2: happen. Caroline, can you please take us to Mars? All right, let's get going. Get the crate and get out of there. A crate of important rock samples got left behind and a dust storm is brewing. Retrieve the crate before the dust storm buries it. Avoid any low flying drones by letting them know you are nearby. There's so many cool games out there that you could use. Why would you choose Roblox and what was it like working with the Roblox team?
5: Yeah, that is a great question. So what we love about the platform is that it's playful, it's immersive, we can create beautiful experiences. And we have had a really wonderful relationship with the Roblox team. And as a chance to reach millions and millions of people, we also have had the ideal partner uh, who has worked with us to try to help us think through how do you create amazing experiences that are learning experiences that don't feel like education, that feel like experiences where I get to learn Mars, I get to learn Mars through data that comes from NASA and I get to experience this environment in a way that is immersive and exciting and is learning in the process but doesn't feel like learning.
2: Hold up, hitting the pause button. Uh, I need clarification, Miss Chief Digital Officer. Did you say that I'm learning while playing video games?
5: You didn't even know you were, right Ryan?
2: No, I did not ask to learn, but I'm slightly delighted because I think that means if I'm learning while playing video games, I can be learning as much as I want to without screen time limits. Is that correct? Well, I will tell my boss, Tracy Leeds Kaplan, that you said that. So thank you for that extra screen time that I will be taking advantage of for the rest of the month.
5: You are so welcome.
0: Alexis, this has been so much fun, but Ryan, we've got more of the museum to see. Come on, let's go. There's more? (laughs) Let's ask some kids what they like best about the museum and what they'd take with them to Mars.
6: My name is Brayden. My favorite thing is the Mars Habitat Engineer. I liked it because I basically broke a record. If I were to go to Mars, I'll probably bring uh, that's a hard question. I don't know, maybe enough food and water for my journey. My name is Luca. My favorite thing in the museum is probably the robot dog. If I were going to Mars, I'd probably bring a phone. Hello, my name is Tali. I'm seven years old. My favorite thing about the science museum is the Antarctic exhibit. If I could bring one thing to Mars, it would be food and water so I could live. My name is Dominic. I don't really have a favorite part. It's all my favorite. I like your Mission Mars game. If I were to go to Mars, I would bring a house, my family, and stuff to play with. Um, a bag of Doritos, um, a house, and my
0: Family. There it is. The world famous
2: piano stairs. Wait, if you walk on those stairs, it plays like a piano? Exactly. Hold up. Is that Owen?
6: What up, Rye? And hey, Pam.
2: What are you doing here? And who is this grandfather looking dude?
6: I came here with my grandfather. He's been coming here since he was my
2: age. Hi, I'm Donald Kaplan. Your D-Cap? Oh, please don't call me that. What about G-Cap, like Grandpa Kaplan? My usual nickname is Dr. Grandpa since I'm a retired physician. Oh, that is much cooler.
0: Owen, any chance you want to do some trivia? Well, since we're not
6: in the studio, I must say Welcome to the Trivia Stairs.
3: What is
6: going on here? Trivia on the 10. I nominate my grandfather to participate in today's trivia. Do you want to play?
2: Anything for you or in the name of science?
6: Perfect. Mars is known as the Red Planet because it's covered in soil, rock, and dust made from iron oxide, which gives the surface a red, rusty color. But do you know who the planet Mars was named after? Is it A, the Roman god of war, B, a chocolate bar, or C, named after the person who first discovered it?
2: Well, if you have studied mythology, You know that Mars is the Roman god of war. So I'll pick A.
6: The answer is... A. Mars was named after Mars, the Roman god of war, like you said. The ancient Romans named it after their god of war because the planet's reddish color reminded them of blood. Other civilizations named the planet after the red color. The Egyptians called it... Hair de Cher, meaning the red one.
2: That was great, Owen. Thanks for having me on the trivia stairs.
6: Tenors, do you have a trivia question that you want me to ask? If so, leave us a cool fact at 877-10-NEWS and we might have you on the show.
0: All right, right. time to head home. Um, what are you mixing in that bowl? I'm making ice cream. DIY ice cream, baby. Oof, that smells like
2: burnt cheese. Why does it look and smell so gross? Well, since I've failed as an ice cream maker, maybe you could take me on a field trip to an ice cream museum. I see what you did there. Yeah, I think we can
0: stop and get some ice cream on the way home since it's time for our holiday break.
2: Oh yeah, Tenors. We're going to be on holiday until January, but you can stay in touch with us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or leaving us a voice message at 877-TEN-NEWS. Speaking
0: of the holidays, I'm going to throw an Easter egg in at the very end of this episode. So if you listen to the end, you might have a chance to win
2: something. (gasps) I love winning things. You can't win this one, Rye. OK. Should we give 10 new snaps to one of our listeners?
0: Yep. But before we do, here's a quick note for the grown-ups.
4: Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.
1: Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are,
4: then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids.
0: A tenor named Y-U-Y-U-Y-G-F-V-N-D-R-F-T-T-V left us this review on Apple Podcasts and said, This show is awesome. I have learned so much. It is super fun. I listen to it in the shower and I love it. You guys are the best, followed by 60 emojis.
2: Thank you. (laughs) And thank you for reminding me to shower. It's been a couple days. And thanks for listening to The 10 News. 10 Things You Need to Know drops every Tuesday, On our in-depth reports drop every Thursday. And if you want some bonus content, you can join The Tenors Club on our website.
0: The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcast, and part of the
2: Airwave Podcast Network. The 10 News creative team is virtually exploring the red planet and includes Tracy Crooks, Logan de Young, Kareem Katabayan, Carson Potter, and Chad Chennai. Big thanks to Owen and Dr. Grandpa for doing the trivia and an extra big thanks to the Museum of Science in Boston and to our special guests, Caroline, Alexis, Danny, and Katie, and to our kids for contributing. Also, big shout outs to Estella and Evelyn. Thanks for being so cool and also for having
0: really cool moms. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan and here's that easter egg if you've been listening you know that my secret holiday friend got me a nintendo switch for christmas and it came with a download code for super smash brothers ultimate that game's a little too crazy for me so I'm giving it away to one of our tenors. If you want a chance to win the Smash Brothers download code leave us a voice message at 877-10-NEWS and tell us something you love about the show and an email address for a grown-up. I
2: would try and win but I'm definitely not allowed to because I'm Ryan
0: Willard and I'm Pamela Kirkland. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Happy Happy Holidays! Join us as we ignite curiosity, broaden horizons, and inspire empathy through culture, traditions, and interviews from people all over the world, while having a blast with your whole family. We cover different topics, like different
6: greetings around the world, and K-pop, Texas Barbecue, and even Pokemon! And that's Culture Kids Podcast, wherever you get your podcast.